Welcome to Hort Culture, where a group of extension professionals and plant people talk about the business, production, and joy of planting seeds and helping them grow. Join us as we explore the culture of horticulture. I walked into the the chat with the boys. I uh, came into Moonshine Talk, so if that gives you any any reflection on how this episode, it was a might theoretical be. discussion on <laughs> heritage uh, methods of distillation. That conversation it with place. sunshine because you know. It, Alexis, it, it, I just want to go on record by saying she can't keep a secret <laughs> at all, not at all. I will wow. call you out wow. every time. <laughs> wow. To be yeah. fair, she did. She did distill our conversation quite. Yes, the distillation was very tight there. <laughs> Bringing it, Brett. Brett's not going to waste any time if Lexus is not. Brett's not. So. <laughs> yeah, Jeez. it's wintertime. We don't have time to waste. I mean, daylight's burning. People, right? let's tell all the secrets. Yeah, it's pretty much in the light free of day. for all where I'm at. So, yeah, I've got. I like eight, that. I got 18 hours of depression scheduled. Let's make it happen. Uh, yes. <laughs> Yeah. We, we pencil that in for this evening, starting around four forty-five, five o'clock. I don't know if you if if you follow us on Instagram, you saw a picture of uh, some red and blue lights on the uh, some house plants from our episode the other week. And mm. if you yeah, if you of, haven't seen that, you should go look at it because dead to us. Just imagine I am sitting beneath those lights, and I'm like, maybe if I could just like photosynthesize, life would be okay. <laughs> life would. I would be okay if I was a plant. If I, could I do photosynthesize. I, We've moved around the living room and in front of the patio, which is not a good spot for the plants because nobody can get in and out on the deck. We've kind of put chairs there where all the pets now sit in the chairs. And I, it just cracks me up. The, the cat, the dog, they're just all gravitated. And they're just looking out the window like they've never looked out the window before. It's wintertime and the sun is shining today, at least for now here in Kentucky. They just they just look out the window. It's the cutest thing ever, but the weirdest because they're like transfixed by that they have a better access to the sun now. So it's like they're plants photosynthesizing mm-hmm. their happiness. I can't say that word. They're like solar storage, you know. You gotta yeah, get the warm. They're battery. The cats the are warm. batteries for sure. Yeah, you get that warm sun on your belly, and it just you know gets charged up. It works for me. <laughs> works for me. A hammock. Everyone just imagined uh, Ray and Josh just like sitting in the in the sunlight, like soaking it up on their bellies. Yes, using a laser just, pointer. We're not soaking it up. We are. We are charging up. No, I'm just sitting there, and one ear is turned the other way <laughs> at all this. <laughs> Oh man! It's good stuff. So uh, winter time, winter time. Yeah, but what are tough. we chatting about today, you guys? I guess this episode is going to be a little different, isn't it? If uh, this uh, may make a little bit more sense to those that have joined us uh, for other episodes, but maybe since the year's ending, it's a good time to do a little bit of self reflection on our experiences uh, up up to this point with the podcast is that is that kind of what we're doing today or maybe i just made that up which is <laughs> think, quite I, possible I mean, maybe some other elements of of vaguely horticulture related uh life events and stuff could could factor in as well if that's sure absolutely all the for those things. of you listening on spotify i know that you love taylor swift because your top music genre was pop which means pop princess taylor swift so throwing out that data yeah. to you today I we don't know, know that maybe it's dark Taylor Swift. It could be that too. Alexis. I'm, okay. I was Taylor Swift for Halloween. Okay. Yes, you were. I forgot mm-hmm. about that. Acknowledged. Acknowledged. I just had to point that out. Shout out Tyler Kelsey. <laughs> Tyler Kelsey. Yes. 
Yeah, so I, I was looking through Ray sent out our our wrapped. Everybody's done their wrapped Spotify and I, I don't listen to Spotify mm-hmm. apparently. So it's very hard to get Spotify at my house for some reason. But it was telling us who of our people who listen on Spotify who what else they listen to and their top genres were pop, rock, contemporary country. So I guess they're listening to I don't know. I just said Taylor Swift because who else would you be listening to in the pop category besides T Swift? Hmm. That's that's not Michael a fair Jackson. Question. Maybe mm-hmm. King of Pop. <laughs> the Police. <laughs> People that are no longer together. Sting. <laughs> People yeah, who are sting who are sure. somewhat dead, um, or dead to yeah, us. Maybe that that by your flowers. That's a pop song. <laughs> it's like the number one song. It's a marketing slogan and a pop yeah, song. Exactly. Apparently, according you're a flower to farmer. Mm-hmm. It's a marketing slogan. Thank you, Miley. Uh, Shout out. I have seen that on a lot of uh, floral advertisements. Uh, kind of the jingle, if there's some kind of you know rights problem with playing that song, but at least the jingle. So yeah. Uh, but the 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 data behind all of that, the rap. When I looked at that, we're on multiple platforms. Those of you guys that, that listen know that you may be on Google, you may be on Spotify, or or Apple or one of the other RSS feeds. We're on a lot of different platforms, like a lot of podcasts are. And from at different times, we've looked at the uh, the metrics, and it's been one of the things that that we've discussed uh, about growing the podcast. But we're also, you know, very humbled and um, thankful uh, that we apparently have listeners outside of our local communities. We have listeners that are not just our friends. And it's the nature of, you know, the podcasting platforms that we have listeners all over the place. And it's interesting to me when I go back and look and and see where folks are listening from. Uh, just very thankful because this has been an interesting year where we've basically pulled off. We thought we would do a trial run uh, for a few weeks, or at least in my head, do a trial run to see if we could keep up with it. Uh, a weekly podcast, which was for me kind of intimidating doing a weekly podcast uh, was something new in this format for me but we've managed to do it i don't know what episode are we on 30 37 38 episodes we're still 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 fairly young the tea is hitting the the caffeine tea <laughs> my words are getting on top of each that, other that 1800s but, uh, is hitting yes march, uh, the accumulation 11th. of time weighs heavy upon my soul in the darkness march 11th infinity. was yes. the release date of the first podcast march 11th 2023 was that it? Yeah. Time wow. has flown by and we have managed, I think for the most part to have, uh, there might've been one week we had a glitch or a skip, but for the most part, we've been able to, to, to keep up with the weekly. Three yeah. fourths of us had COVID. Yes. There was a lot of COVID involved. Um, <laughs> that was a tough <laughs> week. The and there was no question. It was tough. Yeah. Don't say that. Yeah, but I we were able me, to keep up with it. I mean, for, I'm surprised. For me, 2023 felt like the first totally back to something approaching normal year, like uh, the mm. whole year, yeah. you know, like yeah. not to say that, you know, we didn't go back to doing things typically in 2022, but it was just that, <clears throat> I don't know, from from the jump, but we, uh, my own, my own 2023 started out, well, I guess it started out okay, but 2022 ended, we had a, like a pretty bad car accident and the whole first part of the year was kind of a blur. And then you all talked me into a podcast while I was still in the middle of that. And I've been committed to it ever since apparently is been my experience. So for me, 2023 has been uh, pretty good from that start, you know, started, start, started the bar low 
and uh, kind of went in a in a positive direction. But you know, we did <clears throat> in that first part of the year we had done in through the SARE stuff that we do a farm transition series of farm transition outreach workshop things. And that was a really interesting way to start, start the year and start thinking about things a little bit differently. Do you all have any, any kind of programmatic highlights from stuff that you've done this year, either, either with the podcast or, or, uh, in, in otherwise? But not really for me, not really. Uh, I mean, there's been some program highlights, at, you know, specific to topic, but more than anything, and, and it goes back to COVID. I mean, I know that, that that's been a while back, but it's still fresh on my mind. It was sort of a global thing. COVID was. And, you know, in extension, we talk a lot about trying to get back to normal, trying to rebuild groups, trying to rebuild community, you know, and trying to manage all the different ways that we deliver programming, which is kind of for me what led me. Um, you know, working with you guys that are on here and, and, you know, myself investing efforts into this thing, it's just another way to deliver programming. So that's sort of been a highlight to me. I mean, during COVID, obviously we were doing a lot of things and Brett, you guys were doing, I know a tremendous amount of things, uh, program delivery online, but, uh, really made me kind of step back and I'm still rethinking what is community programming. Obviously there's the premium community programming we as agents are involved with. That's the face-to-face stuff, but there's all these different ways of delivering programming, whether it's a video that's recorded and then shown later or webinars or things like podcasting. But that's been the highlight of my, really my 2023, I guess, is the diversification of kind of delivery methods. For me, that and it's kind of all started with COVID. But if I'm trying, I'm trying to find a silver lining here, guys. I'm trying to find the lemonade from lemons. Yeah, the fact that I've I've I've, I'm still rethinking what what is a community program for us in extension because that's kind of what we do. We do non formal education, and that that's been a highlight for me. The podcast is part of that. It's part of my efforts to Mm. try to branch out a little bit. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. No, it's interesting. I mean, that kind of that diversity of kind of delivery and examining that coming in, as Brett said, kind of like sort of a first year back to normaling in a way that started to feel more normal to me. I mean, COVID was just so kind of disruptive to how we do things in our day to day, but also like our outreach and, you know, how much in-person programming was. One of the things that stood out to me for this year was um, putting together this kind of comprehensive uh, checklist at the end of a multi-year project uh, for distributing information for sustainability practices in agriculture. And kind of a lot of that program delivery was done with remote, like kind of done remotely with remote delivery in mind. And, you know, this year was the year that it was kind of all summarized into one big document. And I remember uh, kind of dragging and pulling all that stuff together over the year, over the, the previous two years and how much of it was remote delivered material, but now is in this kind of handheld and put together publication on sustainability practices. Um, Yeah. And uh, that is how I would sum up kind of 2023 in a lot of ways is kind of this transition, uh, this collection, having this collection of remote developed material and moving back into uh, some more novel ways of delivering it to people like the podcast. And I believe COVID uh, to kind of speak a little bit more to that point, Josh, do you guys feel that 
having gone through such a global event and having to digest, you know, the, the way we receive information, just uh, let's say just consumers in general, that's changed what kind of people's needs or their expectations for getting information. Uh, I've seen that a little bit in my local community is that we had some people that may have had, let's say, limited transportation. They really enjoyed, you know, receiving some of the the programs that we offered. They really uh, appreciated us reaching out on certain ways, you know, in, in certain ways. Uh, and they still want that, even though we're trying to transition back into what we call normal, which is more in-person. So that's created um, this balancing act of how do you do that? I mean, you have a pot of information like you were talking about, Josh, but how do you deploy that? I mean, mm-hmm. obviously the answer is all the ways, but all the ways, sometimes <laughs> there's not enough time for all the ways. And we're still trying to, you know, morph into what we need to be you know, as educators or, you know, workers in our field, um, getting information out. Uh, and I still feel that. So, so it sounds like a big project, Josh, that's kind of at a point. Yeah. It, I mean, it, it, you know, concluded midway through the year, but it was a, a collection of all activity that had happened over the previous two years. Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of see it all there and, and remember how there was a time where everything was being delivered remotely. Yes. And now a lot of things are, and you know, it kind of gives us the opportunity to think about when we're delivering things, is this something that could also be recorded and delivered, which I would say that's become more of a standard now is, you know, when we put something together, uh, there's kind of a, <laughs> the thought is in the room like can we record this and also make this available for for the yeah. future or just for people who can't make it here on time for this event you know and podcasting makes me think of that it's like you you do something great you do an in-person program that was great it makes you think oh uh, how could i capture that so that we can have that in the future that extends my reach, but also make doubles my effort. You capture one great program and then you have that recorded. So uh, this year has also been that for me. It's how can I record things so that I have it for later if I want to use it for later? Because if you do one great program, I still love doing in-person programming. I'll just say it. I love that. I think that's a premium way of delivering programs face-to-face and some of the work we do as field agents we have to do it one-on-one or in small groups and that's the nature of what we do but I love making an effort and then capturing that digitally so that I could have it for later to either use it in parts or use it as a whole program that I just you know push out later I, I do like that been thinking a lot about that too and podcasts are one of those things where we can you know anybody can go back and listen to any one of the 30 some odd programs that we've done so far and that's that's pretty cool that's pretty cool it I captures think, the effort a little bit better. I think for me the 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 effect of of the the COVID era was yes, it did press fast forward on a lot of technology and t- technological adoption, particularly by people who previously had avoided it or resisted it or whatever. And I mean that that includes you know things like digital commerce you know e-commerce and accepting credit card payments and touchless and pre-orders and all that kind of stuff in the the marketing side but also in that development uh, or delivery program delivery side but I, I think for me what it has underscored is the importance of and maybe the even the primacy of quality and authenticity in the, the programs we're delivering and then like in the relationships. And, and what I mean by that is 
yes, it is possible to deliver deliver things through v virtual means. Uh, and it's also possible now to do things in person, which means we have to make a choice. But I have I have seen many poor presentations and the format of change of format one way or the other wouldn't have helped. <laughs> I wouldn't have wanted to sit do <laughs> oh, it in yeah. person and I, I didn't want to sit through it in a, you know, I've probably given more than a few of those myself, to be honest. But and I, I think, you know, choosing the technology is an important part of it. But I, I am just so uh, some of the best content I've ever seen, I've seen virtually. And, and I've experienced it oh, digitally yeah. through video or through, you know, recorded produced video or in in some cases, a, a, you know, recording or a live stream thing. I've seen really effective stuff done in person, too. And in both cases, the quality of the information being shared and again, the authenticity, either with the relationship with the person speaking or like trusting that they know what they're talking about or their ability to communicate was like so, so important. And I think that the lack of of contact and some of it being mediated through the Internet, et cetera, and us, us you know, we have been we had been doing webinars and digital content delivery back to 2015 when it, we had Adobe Connect or some, with some <laughs> Adobe platform that would go crazy and delete the PowerPoint like right before you were ready to start. <laughs> and it's still going crazy occasionally. Keep you on your toes. Keep it extemporaneous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's a reminder that everything is permanent. Everything is impermanent. But, uh, and then, so the, the transition to the zoom stuff it was, was a relatively easy transition for us, but the, the, the content that we, we put out during that period was really important. I think I I'm curious how you all see, what what needs other than our own enjoyment of doing it, which I think we all really enjoy doing it. Do you do you see what do you see this podcast thing fitting in with that in this environment? Like, do you I, I, I think our, you know, our relationships and our, our banter and all that stuff and getting to know us is a big part of it. But I'm curious what you all think or what you've heard feedback on. I think when we started talking about doing the podcast to me, it was like, what would I want to hear? And maybe that was selfish, but I also know that, you know, I have a, I have a posse, right? And in my line of work, my, our, my job is to listen to the community and their needs and wants. And a lot of the time, you know, we all align in that way. And I wanted something like to, that I could learn while I was doing something else. And I think that's where like the, Digital technology gets overwhelming, at least it, it is to me. And I know a lot of friends that I have is just like, well, yeah, it's great that I can go access that YouTube video. And don't get me wrong. I'm really glad that I can, you know, go watch how to put irrigation together. If I couldn't make the live, that is valuable. But I also have to seek that out. I have to sit down and watch it and make time and, and schedules. And for people who are growing or farming it's just really hard sometimes to make time, but what you can do is listen a lot of the time. So you can be on the tractor, you can be weeding a bed, you can be doing that and listening. So I thought the podcast was a way to get into people's earbuds who maybe wanted to learn some things and we do the best we can and, and try to give quality, you know, when we don't have visuals available to us, but also just like, you know, you're not alone in it out there, you know, how we've made it where we want to throw a lot of science at you and facts and stats and awesome stuff, but also just the 
quality of life that surrounds gardening and farming and things like that. And some of that is building a community. And I don't know about you. I don't know what kind of podcasts you all listen to, but a lot of the podcasts I listen to, I know I'll never probably meet these people in person, but somehow I have like formed this like make-believe community with a lot of them. Right. <laughs> and so, mm-hmm. um, I think it's real community. Yeah. yeah well, if you feel like it is, then, then it, it is. is I, call right? them, um, I call them internet friends. My, yeah. My internet yeah. friends, we've, we've talked about that. And Chatting online. So it's, I'm speaking of which, I'm wearing like I'm wearing a just, bonsai shirt from my, one of my internet friends for the yeah, first time ever yeah. on the podcast. First, for the time, first time ever. Time, yeah. yeah, but they I just wear, pretend I wear like they don't know me. I think <laughs> I think it's a way to get to those from from an ex, from extension agent Alexis's point of view. It's a way to get to people who maybe don't have time to watch our presentations, to come to our presentations in some way, we can still get them that information. We can still be available to them and maybe in a way help community build there, um, especially when we have local guests and stuff like that. But from like grower Alexis's point of view, you know, it's it's nice to be able to receive information like this when I'm doing other things and I can chuckle at some, you know, weird joke that Josh makes um, and be like, <laughs> why does he think he's so funny? And and stuff like that. It's not so a joke. It's, I'm serious, guys. <laughs> Who was joking? So I, I, I think that is a benefit is, is reaching audiences that we didn't before, but maybe also providing some sense of community, having, you know, almost like you're in a conversation but maybe that's just me and my avid imagination. It's not crazy. It's imagination, everyone. I think uh, something that kind of, to me, to what you're speaking to is like the, so much of the value of like a lot of the work we do is informal Mm -hmm. and it's hard to get across some of that informality and that off the cuff type conversation and discussion in a formal presentation or video, like the, the thing goes on and, Whereas we're just talking and we're talking about stuff that's interesting, that's related to horticulture and things come out where it's like, oh yeah, I didn't really realize that. Or yeah, that's a good point. Or I wouldn't have thought to bring that up, but I'm glad that you did. And if I had to make a PowerPoint about that, I would have left that out. Mm -hmm. But instead it gets to unfold a little more organically, which is really fun and cool. And yeah, I think when Josh makes a dumb joke, I think how is how is he so funny? You know, I don't think about why does he think he's so funny. I, I just so and that funny. is how we mute myself. And that's where we're different. Sometimes I just say stuff and people laugh at me. <laughs> For a long time, I did. <laughs> wasn't it supposed to be funny, but then I learned what they liked and I started saying that. With and at are is a distinction and a fine line. <laughs> Indeed, I made a Michael Jackson reference earlier, and Alexis, you said that yeah. Telling people just, you are not alone. And I was just like, <laughs> you are not alone. <laughs> and he had his like uh, short hair kind of like, I don't even know what you would call that haircut, but yeah. <laughs> I'll be listening. I'll be listening to that after the party. For all the fans. Like, putting all the that fans. on my list. Things to do now. And this this podcast would be really hard to do. I know I enjoyed, I enjoy having conversation with you guys because that's a new format for me. Uh, and we try to forewarn our guests that come onto the show that if they are used to delivering educational programming in more of a scripted nature, you're not going to find that here. Yeah. As our uh, frequent listeners very well know, we're very conversational. That's the the format that that I personally enjoy. It's not always the best method, but uh, we try to 
keep things sort of conversational. It's one of the things that I do enjoy about the podcasting format and have enjoyed kind of working with you guys. And it, and it, that was different for me. I was more of the scripted, you know, show a slideshow, which I've grown to, I've tried to get away from that delivery method as much as possible because I've over relied on it over the years. Um, but that's some, that's one of the other reasons why I've gravitated to podcasting because it is educational programming, but more of an organic flow more of an unscripted flow, conversational style. And that really appeals to me. And hopefully it does to listeners as well, uh, because I, I listen to a, a different podcast. And that's one of the things, one of the reasons that I like listening to podcasts myself is that it's not as scripted. So hopefully that's a format that will allow us in the extension service to maybe, uh, as Alexa said, to reach out to more people, more stacks of demographics that normally we wouldn't be able to reach, reach more people's ears with this delivery method. And that's what it's all about to me is extending our reach and making sure that we're reaching out to as many different folks as possible. And the great thing about a podcast is, you know, this is not just one county working here in Kentucky, like we tend to do a lot of our work in county parameters as extension agents. But, you know, there's folks on the podcast here, Josh and Brett, that are state level focused and, you know, the podcast is great. It can go all across the state and outside of the state and on and on. That's one of the great delivery formats. But, yeah, I guess the saying all of that, that's just the style is what I've enjoyed uh, being on the podcast. And sometimes things just come up that surprise me because I never know what I'm going to say, for one thing, <laughs> on this podcast. I surprise even myself sometimes. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. <laughs> can I take that back? Can we post-produce that just right out of there? Yeah, and we never do. We just leave stuff in. Sometimes um, I just start talking. I don't even know where it's going. No, I just <laughs> okay, let it go. I just let it flow. Yeah, just 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 start talking. Yeah, I noticed the office reference. We're always sliding those in. <laughs> yeah, but it's been fun. It's fun. it's a it's a building. You know, it builds me up. You know, working with you all. So that's that's a good thing. You well, fill my pro- cup. Program. Oh, oh, yes. Programmatically, I, I think, you know, you have to, in my opinion, you, in a 21st century context, you have to think about this. Uh, if I were going to be like a tech bro, I think I was like an ecosystem of of methods of reaching people. And and, and they all kind of complement each other and feed into each other. You're not going to hit everyone with the podcast. You're not going to hit everyone mm-hmm. with a lecture. You're not going to hit everyone with the publication. But you have to kind of offer it in these different formats mm-hmm. and different types of like types of introducing or sorry, different approaches to introducing topics because you have different learning styles to Alexis's point. You have different availability. You know, if someone's at, in a beginning stage and they're in that uh, we talked about the uh, Hort Biz Quiz uh, last week or at some point recently, I can't remember when it was, but we talked about that and. We, if you're in that stage, maybe you go to all the lectures at the local extension office that they can, they they can put out and maybe you are able to, uh, you know, download and read all the publications. And and I think in general, we've seen with the CCD stuff that we tend with the more diversified we are, not just in our crops, Center for Crop Diversification, but also the more diversified we are in our methods you start to reach these people that you'd, you audiences you hadn't touched before. And then they can kind of cross pollinate into other things that are available, mm. finding the publications or finding the Hort Biz Quiz or, you know, connecting with their local agent. Maybe they didn't, they didn't, hadn't done that yet. And I think, so I think that, you know, all of that's a programmatically is a, a strategy we have to have is that redundancy and overlap and different methods mm-hmm. 
are and that's really tough important. sometimes uh, blending all of this together yeah. and not getting lost in the delivery methods uh, yeah. because you know at the end of the day we're thematic we're sort of based around programs uh, our particular program that we're all interested in here's the many facets of horticulture but it's easy to get lost in 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 the technology and the delivery formats because all of that takes time and it takes management. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's one of the challenges, but it's also one of the opportunities to kind of extend your reach. So I, I it's, think that's, um, you know, managers. That's one of the things about techno- the technological thing. I think there are, there are, let's just say, I'll, I think that there are unimaginative people doing similar work to us who think, oh, great technology. I can just hop on a webinar and reach way more people and it's way more effective. And it takes so much more effort to be strategic and careful and do high quality outreach using the right tools. Uh-huh. But that's our job. Like that's what we're supposed to be doing, and yeah, that's what we're going to continue to try to do. So, I, I, maybe we can move away from the nerdy programmatic delivery, uh, pedagogical reflections, and say, did you all have a favorite episode of the year? I did. Shoot, sounds like Brett? you're ready to go. Brett is ready. <laughs> He's going to name an episode that none of us remember. I, I, like what? He recorded oh. one by himself. He did. He did. Well, no, I mean, I'd uh, which one? For me, it was the joy episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think especially pushing pushing you nerds and professional people in the direction of talking about more Touchy abstract, Good personal it's uncomfortable. things was so cool and touching and... Uh, I don't know. I just, there was just something very nice about it. And, and it, it to me gave another dimension to what we're doing here. Like a, a very personal dimension. And uh, yeah, I, I, I just really appreciated it. And I, I hope to do more. I mean, this is a little bit in that, in that vein, but I think it, it gives, it gives that, you know, the culture of horticulture or the, the humanity of horticulture, I think, I don't know. It was just really, it was just really nice. That was a good one. Yeah, it was a good one. And, and it was different sort of a theme. And that's what, that's what muted, makes the show interesting because we do cover a variety of topics, but, and then that's a balancing point we try to make is between like homeowner and commercial production marketing, try to cover all this, but those episodes are so nice that come along where, you know, we kind of do the reflection pieces. I know a lot of that's inward looking and we have an outward facing crowd and that's, that's fine because we're doing it for you guys. But yeah, that, that was a great episode, Brett. I really enjoyed that. And I, and I, and sort of gives me time to get to know you guys. That's, that's, mm-hmm. you know, kind of a, a fun thing for me. Mm-hmm. I kind of know you all, but I don't know all the dimensions nor will I ever, but yeah, that was a cool episode. Brett, I agree. It's a lot of, yeah, fun. there's a lot of people though. You, you know, you know, pretty well actually. And, and you, but you never have that opportunity to really. What makes them tick? Yeah. yeah. Or to even ask those kind of probing I'm questions. I'm with the way you said that, Alexis. Good, you should be. <laughs> tick? Like you're trying to yeah. figure us out to figure how out. Would you, how would you aggressive. make them stop ticking if you were? Yes. How do you make them stop <laughs> so much ticking? Yeah. <laughs> TikTok, yeah. TikTok. <laughs> I wish that we had already added video to this podcast because the looks we're getting from Alexis are pretty <laughs> searing. Uh, the looks are, yeah, I'm getting a sunburn from the looks. What did, uh, did you have a favorite episode, Alexis? 
Uh, I was. Or, were you, or did you have thoughts on the Joy episode? I did, and I have forgotten them in my stress of I was muted when I started to talk, and then Ray started talking, and I was like, "Wow, rude!" And then I was like, "Oh, I'm muted." And everybody was quiet, and we noticed that Alexa. I, I was like, "Somebody has to say something." And then oh Ray started gosh. talking, and I was like, "Excuse me, like, was I not? Wow, he's just now? he's even more rude than normal. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you!" So I don't actually remember what I was gonna say about the that episode, other than uh, I did I do remember that being a good episode where I was like, you know, talking about my feelings and stuff. But um, <laughs> feelings <laughs> cathartic a, gloss right over that. Yeah, I, we could have. So, what's your favorite episode, Alexis? You know, I've really enjoyed our guests. I think it's been fun to have them on, and I. I was just looking through like our big list of all of them and I have a couple favorites. I think some one of them was like myth busting I think was fun because I swear like oh, yeah. it's like a p- big part of our job was just like people calling and being like can I identify a male pepper versus a female pepper by how many bumps on the bottom it has and I'm like so that's not the way botany works but <laughs> th- let me just go through that with you. You can't in case you were just wondering you there, there, there's not a thing of male and female peppers. They all have seeds because they are a fruit. That was, that was the one that we recorded, and oh, we were all in the same office, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I think that was. Yes, yeah, yeah IRL. Yeah, I that was my favorite one too. <laughs> Even though, like, yeah. I think the sound was kind of, I don't know how that came out exactly, but that was cool. <laughs> yeah, we were all trying to manage the situation because we found out that it's harder to do in person than it is remotely. Because the technology, so we were all leaning in or leaning back, and yeah, that was. We'll have to, but, we'll have to figure out a better way to to do that in twenty twenty four, just for a couple. Oh, I've already got some things set up <laughs> if we want to do that again. I've already figured out the microphone stuff. Well, there was like lunch involved. I think maybe that could play a role into why I really liked it a lot. <laughs> that well, if there's food, I automatically <laughs> like it more. Yes. <laughs> Content of lunch and the content. Other than the food, yeah. Josh, what did you uh, what did you enjoy about the myth making? No, one? just about like what or episode, no, episode. You, that sticks out to you. I mean, I it's a joke that I like to tell other people about, like you know, this podcast. Like that we had an episode that was, I think, fifty five minutes that we talked about mulch. <laughs> that hmm. episode rocked. I like that the episode. Dope. Could have been three hours. It like, literally, honestly. yeah. I could have know, been like, more. We had to get cut off because, like, mulch is real. <laughs> and I worried that we would not have any much to say about mulch. Yeah, we were. I was, I was like, just. Wow, wor- this is- at, you wow. know, I didn't want it to be too little, but I also didn't want it to be too mulch. <laughs> oh, mm, yeah. I see what you did there. People are going to have three, a, four inches of that is enough. Third, uh, a drinking game on puns of Brett's. I think. <clears throat> Just a shot for every pun. Somebody's over there with a thesaurus trying to figure it all out. Like, which either sitcom or, you know, where, where did they come from? The references. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I, I like, I mean, I, I like all the kind of different ways and we explore kind of horticulture and people and all that. But mm-hmm. I really do tend to like the episodes that, you know, by their title or that the simple theme we think of it as like something that how could you even talk about that for that long, but that it ends up being, you know, this rich vein that we can mine and talk about, you know, the, the practices of doing something. Mm -hmm. I remember what I was going to say, 
someone told me horticulture is 90% people and 10% plants. And I was like, damn it, if that's not true. <laughs> horticulture. <laughs> the culture of horticulture. See, that's us. That's yep. us. Oh, man. Horticulture. Yeah. So oh. I was like, yeah, that's that's pretty accurate. You don't go into the plant world unless you're willing to deal with people because people have plants. Sometimes I go into the forest not to deal with people plants. and there's plants mm. <laughs> Yeah, but you can't make money living out there if you go into horticulture business. Oh, yeah. So, okay. Hort, hort as a culture, not a I'm going to disappear and become a, a you know a forest witch. <laughs> right. like a swamp, I'm a horticulturalist. Swamp I, go I can live in a cave. <laughs> on my own. Yeah. I can be a monoculture. <laughs> right. Well, the I know Ray, Ray's going to share his in a second, but the people of the world, at least via Spotify, seem to seemed to like the IPM podcast the most. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. listen to it the most. Yeah, I thought Shout that out. was interesting because was that, I tend uh, to think about Jonathan Larson? sort of a heavy thing. Yeah. Was it Jonathan that Larson was or was that us before that? Hmm? Was yeah, that Jonathan Larson or was that us before I think that was a Larson episode. He could be the ringer that, you know, people are actually following people are Larson actually just here Oh, for Larson? yeah, because of his or whatever. He plugged it on his podcast. Yeah. Yeah, he's like Elvis of podcasts. <laughs> Many impersonators, only one off the yes. <laughs> Lots of entertainment Except value. No substitutes. <laughs> oh man, if you if you don't uh, Wait, listen Ray, to did his, you have a fave? Yeah, probably. I mean, I, I like the culture pieces to uh, the plant world. I always enjoy those. I enjoy, you know, the ones, uh, you know, where we get to, you know, talk about some of our own experiences, but one that I enjoyed just because it was a bit challenging and wasn't real comfortable for me, but a very important topic was the uh, producer stress and burnout. Cause it was something mm-hmm. that was near and dear oh, to yeah. my heart that, you know, our family's experienced, but uh, I enjoyed that one. It was a tough one for me because it was mm-hmm. so personal uh, and it's not an easy topic to talk about, but I, when we first threw that out there as a possible topic, I was like, wow, this is this is going to be a heavy topic. I don't know where this is going to go, but, you know, we kind of talked about it and it was okay. But I remember that one specifically um, for the content in it, and it was it was challenging uh, for me, but, I, I, you know, that's one of the ones that I remember uh, that I guess it not enjoyed would not be um, – not be the right way to say that, but maybe uh, was proud that we that we kind of tackled that because yeah. anytime we talk about producer stress and burnout, I feel like we're tackling that topic rather than mm. enjoying doing the topic. So yeah, it's me- yeah. meaningful engagement with that. Yes, that I, I'm very yes. uncomfortable reality. Mm-hmm. Just in case anybody's out there searching for these old episodes, the the that one Ray said the the name pretty closely, so you'll be able to find it under producer stress, the stress and burnout, but the. One that I called the joy episode was called Reasons We Grow Other Than Money, uh, in case you want to go back in the back catalog and listen to that. Yeah. Uh, the yeah, one about deep, mulch was like cut. all about mulch. So <laughs> yeah. Like literally mulch. <laughs> yeah. And we, uh, you know, it's a bit of fault of advertising. That is not all that we can say about mulch. <laughs> if you want yeah, more on mulch, no, we have more. keep us posted. It is all about mulch, but it's not all we have about mulch. <laughs> Maybe we need to bring so in like, more. I feel, you know, we've mulch had a lot too. of- like hort professionals and, you know, people really involved mm-hmm. in the hort world. But maybe we need to bring on someone who like, uh, like more um, psychology-esque for talking about, mm. you know, because I think, I think 
like why I am the way why I am. Why am I the plant person that I am? Um, well, just – Maybe uh, get Josh's, Josh's mom on here. She's talking about burnout or like maybe thinking of it as a, um, you know, starting the season, you know, how to set goals for yourself that are maybe more like mm. from a mental perspective. And so we talk about setting mm. goals for business. We talk about setting goals for production. Mm-hmm. Like that's something is relatively easy for all of us to talk about, but setting goals for yourself for self-care. And I hate the term yeah. self-care because I think it insinuates like, you know, bubble baths and getting your nails done and stuff, which is if that's what you're into, like I'm here for that also. But I, I think it's a lot more than just that it can just be you know maybe buying yourself a new pair of knee pads so that when you aren't weeding it's not miserable like i think that there is and we've talked we talked about that in that episode but maybe we need someone mostly i'm just saying can we please bring someone on for me so i can personally learn that <laughs> and other people can no i think that's, that's a really good session <laughs> really cool idea mm-hmm. well, i know they had so like they had done you know, it's a little bit less on the pro. Well, I guess, I don't know. It's a little less on the proactive side and more on the, let's bring attention to the issue, but they had the like farmer health mm-hmm. well-being nurse person who was doing extension programming. I think she yeah. retired. Um, I'm not sure if she's been replaced or what the deal is going on with that. There's been some of the expansion of the land grant mission stuff. And I don't know, maybe that's factored in, but I really like that idea as a yeah uh, concept. I think going into your crop planning, you know, it's like to me, I would almost think of it as part of my crop planning, like things that, you know, I can do to sustain myself to be more sustainable as a farmer. Um, Because, you know, if you think about those three pillars, people are one of them and you are a person. So (laughs) you are not the robot you thought you were. Maybe those of you who are under 30, yes, you probably are still a robot. For those of us who've hit 30 now, we're like, "Mm." Maybe I'm not actually the robot oil I thought I was. My batteries are getting wear. Maybe on oil right. can. Oil can. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you don't pop, lock, and drop it like you used to. No, you, just you drop it. You, you, uh, you, you drop it. You pop. pop and lock. It doesn't you pop drop. and lock back. You do drop, but there's no Locks next broken. step. <laughs> yeah. You don't pop again, that's for sure. I- I think something I'd love to do, think about a way to bring in is the interface between agriculture and art. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, I cool. think that there, there's a lot of different ways. Obviously, we have a, a cut flower OG on the uh, on the line sup, here. Sup, sup. And I, but I, and I, I had gotten into some flower arranging and like the Ikebana style of flower and more minimalist kind of um, Japanese influence style. But I think you know Ray. Ray's wife has worked with, with kids and art and extension contexts and now in, in other contexts. And we have some fine arts agents mm-hmm. um, that we could probably pull in and talk to. And, and other if you have other ideas about how to do that, I would love to hear. Um, I, I've been realizing fabrics. just how important. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, if you think about landscaping, uh, it's 50% art and it's 50% science. That's what I stress in that portion mm. of the Master Gardener program. So much of that is just taking like color theory and applying mm. it to landscape colors. Mm. I mean, yes, there is, uh, you know, plants and the way that we enjoy plants and lay plants out. And yeah, art and science is blended together so much. And that's one of the reasons it's weird that it's one of my favorite things to teach in Master Gardeners is landscaping on large and small scales. It's mm. because that juxtaposition of art and science together you use both principles equally 
when you landscape, you use psychological theory with making big spaces feel small and vice versa. Yeah, Brett, that's a that's a cool hope. Hopefully somebody that is putting that in the spreadsheet that loves spreadsheets, you all. Not looking at you, Josh. <laughs> well, Brit- <laughs> Data brief, man. I'd note that I've made reference to a bunch of times, but it was awesome. I was recent uh, this past year I was able to go to the National Bonsai and Penjing Museum in Washington, DC. And you mentioned that kind of landscaping as this blend of of art and science they had these really cool trees and and but the like the hardscaping that they did with some Mm -hmm. of the the paths so they have like sections of the national arboretum where like there's a part of it where it's like the japanese collection um and uh they they kind of have these curvaceous lines and then you transition into a more like english style garden it's much more right angles and just that Mm -hmm. type of environmental influence i don't know it's just really cool i think that would be a good way to um a good thing to bring in and, and talk about. So we got a lot of a different uh, different ideas. And if there. you have ideas, if you want to know more about mulch, we can do that. <laughs> I yeah. We Josh can make is that like, happen. please, please let me talk <laughs> I've about got mulch. One. The art and science of mulch. <laughs> the mysteries revealed. <laughs> we all have a lot. I of think mulch it's been a, I think it's been a pretty darn pretty darn good year on the whole here, uh, especially the time I've spent with you, wonderful people. Shucks. Yeah. And and we've had a lot of discussion on how we deliver this thing. Are we going to continue to do kind of the kind of format that we've been doing a weekly? Are we going to add video? Has been a discussion a couple times in the past. In the future, are we going to make it onto like YouTube? And you know, there's Let's we're always do trying live to morph episodes this thing. with people like calling in. Oh, that's like terrifying. Call in kind of thing. I don't know. Oh man! Because if there's food, I'll give it a shot. It'll I didn't be mean like in person live. I meant in, like basically. Zoom, like a Zoom live, and they can like chat box us or something. No, I pe- do nobody think that's a that good much. idea to go to live at events like the Fruit and Veggie Conference and and you know record on site. I mean, if we can make the technology work, maybe at some of these events um, because I know we'll be turned on in work mode at that time, and there'll be specialists there that we could trick into coming over, maybe with a buffet, Josh. Mm-hmm. All mm. right. Now I'm in. Now I'm <laughs> gotcha. gotcha. Josh, I'll bring some candy. I'll have peppermints and butterscotch in my purse so you can have whatever gravy. you need. <laughs> bring gravy. gravy. Bring a little KFC thing of gravy. Bags of gravy. Put in your purse. <laughs> I will be in on that in, like, gravy little, too. like shots so that I can keep yes. you around for You're it. Because if I give it to you language. all at once, you're going to go to sleep. Okay. So I'm going to I'm gonna have to give it to you in mm. little bursts of gravy. <laughs> Avi. Excellent. Gravy Avi. I'm excited. Gravy. Every next time I see him, if I don't have moonshine. gravy, I'm going to be We ended with, with a gravy IV. <laughs> that's a good way to book in this conversation is moonshine and gravy. I like that. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sticking it up. <laughs> All right. I see you. Take us home, Alexis. Awesome. Well, uh, we appreciate you being here for this kind of fun, jazzy episode. And uh, we are serious when we tell you that we'd love to hear from you. Otherwise, you're just going to get all the random things that the bald boys can come up with. And then me and Ray going, yeah, but like, what about? So Mm, (laughs) if you actually have some cool ideas or want to hear more about a certain topic, definitely let us know. And you can do that by reaching out via email if you'd like. That's hortculturepodcast at l.uky.edu. We link that in the show notes as well. Or if you're uh, tech savvy and, and fancy and you like to be on Instagram, you can follow us over at hortculturepodcast. You can shoot a DM over there if you would like to. Uh, if you'd like to see like videos of something happening. So, you know, if you want to see how 
uh, Josh mulches trees and what volcano mulching looks like and how not to do it. How not to uh, do let it. Let us yeah. know that too, and we can throw those up online and and make those accessible if you're like okay i just really need a visual of all that gravy that's cool we can do that but you have to let (laughs) us know because i need something to fall back on when i tell josh to do these things so um (laughs) please let us know there you can also leave us a review it helps other people find us i know several of you have thank you so much for that um we really do appreciate it. But anyways, we hope that as we continue to grow this podcast in 2024, that you will grow with us and that you will join us next time. Have a great one.